Welcome to the Before and After podcast, where we are all about helping you become a better you in every season of life. My name is Jacob Wilson, and I'm here with the one and only Phil Reichert, where we will discuss real and relevant obstacles from our different generational perspectives. Hey, Phil. Hey, Jacob. Hey, listeners. I don't know if I'm quite know how to open a podcast yet. We're still learning that part, but hey, I am tempted to just blow through this introduction because I have no idea how this topic's going to go. I'm, I'm excited I because you. I think we may have different views because of our age difference. But here. you never know. You never know. So, That's right. But as tempted I am to just blow through the intro, I think that the listeners and myself as well need to get to know you a little better. So I want to start right. a, a segment okay. called Phil's Top 3. Wow. And so how this is going to go is I'm just going to throw a topic your way, Uh-oh. and you're going to give me your top three. You don't have to explain Man, it. you're putting me in the hot seat I right know. here. Wow. So here, this is how it goes. You don't have to explain it. You just list them off, and I'll let you know if you're right or not. Sound good? Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. <laughs> okay. So for today, we're going to do a first top three is top three ice cream flavors. Oh, wow. Ice cream. I love ice cream. How about milkshake? Can I go milkshake? Because my favorite ice cream kind of concoction is a chocolate malted oh, okay. old school okay, milkshake. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Chocolate malted I'll milkshake. Allow it. I'll is that okay? Yeah, I'll allow it. All right. And then, uh, so three of these? Three. That's number, right. well, m- number one, or are you starting at three? That's one. Oh, that's starting one. at best. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And they're like the drugstore counter kind of chocolate malt milkshake, <laughs> yeah, yeah. baby. I had one this summer in South Carolina. It was fantastic. Um, number two, ice cream. Straight up ice cream, without a doubt, black cherry. Black cherry. I taught you how to make that say, from it, scratch. Didn't for we a make that homemade? Yes. yes. That was yes. incredible. It was. It yeah, was. I think so we ate way more. We ate our fair share that day. That's my favorite ice cream, ice cream. And then okay. number three would have to be probably something in the butter pecan family. Okay. The family. Yeah, like white turtle, all <laughs> that kind of even. caramel kind of stuff. Yeah, I love that. Okay, you ready for my critique? Sure. I actually really like this list. I Do think you? it's a great list. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Good first top three. It's hard to go wrong with ice cream. It really is. Yeah. It really is. And yeah. actually, I'm just kind of like, what you're number one. I'm right down the like plain chocolate. I got a sweet tooth for chocolate. So I got you. I got you. It's my daughter, Rachel. She loves the chocolate. Yeah. I love the chocolate. Yeah. Well, today we are talking about the pros and cons of social media. Oh, boy. And the reason I'm so excited about this is because I have no idea, like... I think that we could be on the opposite ends of the spectrum, right. but also because of, you know, our Christian morals, I think we could also be, you know, along the same line. So let's just open this up in discussion, but I kind of want to set some groundwork here. So I get to be like the crotchety old man in this deal. Yes, field, yes, I? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah, off go, my grass, man. Go for yeah, it. Get out of my yard. Okay. So to set up... Uh, what we're talking about, I just want to read off some facts here. All right. Okay, so 3.96, almost 4 billion people are active on social media today. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. The average time per day is three hours. Three hours a day. Multiply that by how many billion people? I know. That's a lot Crazy. of hours. Yeah. The average iPhone user touches their phone 2,617 times a day. That's mind-blowing. I'm right there in that, though. Okay, now this is this is the crazy one. So, someone growing up now, from the age of 10 to 72 years old, uh-huh. spends six and a half years on social media, from 10 
to the age of 72. Unbelievable. So like, I mean, do you not, think that's some people, sleeping. do you think some people like do that, like get all that out of the way at once and then, <laughs> no. then don't look at it again? Yeah, I, I hope not. Okay. But no, like this statistic, you know, we think six and a half, but that's sleeping. This is just like straight through. Think about that. And so just to put that in perspective, you eat and drink three years and seven months in your lifetime. You socialize for about two years and then you do housework for a year and eight months. So real socializing is like a third of what social media time yes. is on average? Exactly. That's scary. It's terrifying. That is scary. It is terrifying. These wow. blew my mind. Wow. And then 2007 was like one of those huge years in history books when we're learning about the digital revolution. 2007 right. will be like the year because Twitter, right? App Store, iPhone, wow. Facebook, and the iCloud, which I don't think I have figured out yet. Still, no, like what no, that, what that, what is what goes on in the iCloud? Exactly. Who runs it? I, I don't know. know. Strange but thing. so that's a huge year. Like everything, 2007, um, and then it's all. Just think how far we've come in 13 years. Yeah, is it all uphill or all downhill from there? <laughs> that's though? what we'll be talking exactly. about. Friend or foe? Exactly. We, so. This is huge, and we're living in a wild time period because, really, this is the biggest communication shift in 500 years. Oh, without a doubt. 500 years, and it's hard to keep up. It's hard to keep up, and as humans, we're trying to figure it out how to navigate, but it brings up this interesting topic that we're talking about is, as Christians, how do we navigate social media in a biblical way? Wow, is that a question for me? That's a question. That's a big question. That is a big question. And this is just going to be a general question. How no, you feel man. about it? You know, uh, the first thing that comes to mind in response to that question is just the word carefully. Mm-hmm. Carefully. Um, again, you know, social media, friend or foe, I think it can be a both and. Um, there are a lot of good things that we can do on social media, obviously. I mean, we can keep up with old friends. You can keep up with people that you know who are uh, across the country, friends, family. Um, you know, throw those little birthday uh, cakes at people with, you know, little uh, lit candles. Uh, we can also put the gospel uh, in front of a huge audience. What would you say, four billion people? For sure. I mean, there's never been a time in human history where we had that much access uh, to humanity. So uh, it can be a good thing, but it can also be a minefield. Um, it can be a tool. It can be a trap if we're not careful. And um, I've been as guilty of this as, as many of the folks that you shared in those statistics. Um, man, it can devour your time mm. if you don't manage it well. It can be a massive just time suck. And I think those folks who are familiar with social media and are on it feel that tension consistently. So are you, you're, you're, what I'm hearing is you're not saying it's of the devil. Like you don't think that this is an invention straight from— No, I'm not finished yet. Okay. No, okay. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. So I'm getting that, you know, that good and bad feeling um, yeah. kind of in the middle. And, and I, th- I think, you know, any true follower of Christ, honestly, that, that, that has the Holy Spirit present in their, their lives, uh, should feel that tension on social media. So I have a question. Uh-huh. So as Christians, we often use the Bible to kind of, uh, you know, to lay out the groundwork of our life. Right. What we, what we do, what we don't. So... There's no verses that are coming to memory of Jesus saying, don't get on social media, obviously, because 
uh, they didn't have internet back then. Right. Right. But does that mean like there's nothing in the Bible about social media? Human tendencies have never changed. And so our tendency to be drawn in to, to certain things, our, our tendencies to be tempted by certain things are, are sort of the general principles that Jesus has laid out that we can apply to this. I mean, even the Apostle Paul, you know, one of the things on social media uh, that, that can be challenging is that whole comparison trap. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you're looking at everybody else's highlight reels and thinking, you know, your life is just boring. And then you walk away from that feeling deficient, you know. Well, the Apostle Paul told the Corinthians, he says, those who compare themselves with themselves are not wise. Yeah, and so okay. that's that whole comparison trap. And, uh, and and Jesus, you know, a lot of the things that he said um, just about uh, being manipulated, being controlled, those kinds mm-hmm. of things, uh, about uh, not getting drunk on wine but being filled with the Holy Spirit, that's all about what it is that's leading, guiding, and controlling you. Mm-hmm. And so if there is something that is controlling you or leading you to the place of addiction, clearly that's not a good thing. And yep. the social media platforms literally are designed by engineers and behavioral psychologists to do just that. That's how they make their money. It's terrifying. If you it think is. About it, yeah. it is. We are their commodity. Sure. Our time is their commodity. And the longer they can get us to stay on those platforms, the more advertising dollars they get. Mm-hmm. And so we are the guinea pig in this sure. whole thing. Yeah. James 3, I'm studying it right now. And, it, you know, it comes up in my mind of, you know, that the, the tongue can be a dangerous weapon and also a powerful weapon. So th- that goes right with social media, yeah. y- even though we disconnect the two because we do it with our thumbs and we don't connect. But, I mean, it's right along right. the same lines. The power of the thumb? The is power that, of that, the thumb. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah you're rewriting the Bible. You're rewriting. Yeah. Yeah. The contemporary so, social media Bible. Yeah. Matthew 18, 15, it says, if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. I mean, that's... You that's, can't just, like, do a thumbs down? You can't just do a thumbs down. You can't just, you know, blast them on social media so everyone Anger else face sees. emoji? Yes. Yeah? yeah. Yes. A red kind of deal? Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Make sure... Yeah, the fuming one, you know, that coming out the ears. Right. That's not sufficient. That's not what Jesus is talking no, about. No, no, no. Okay. And so then Philippians 2.3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition. Whoa. So there is things in the Bible that we can take. I mean, we're not just figuring this out. Jesus didn't leave us just right. figuring out the social media as Christians. I mean, there are right. things that we can help find that middle ground. Um, Human nature never changes. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so we're saying social media can be dangerous if we aren't careful. Then what are some healthy mindsets to have towards social media that keep you spiritually, emotionally, and relationally healthy? Well, I think we've got to be very intentional um, Mm -hmm. about that, because if we just approach it mindlessly, which honestly, you know, I've been guilty of doing, and I think uh, uh, most of us can relate to that, because the draw of this thing um, is powerful um, in our lives today, and it's designed to be, um, but how, how can we approach it more uh, in a healthier fashion. Um, again, I'm still kind of a work in progress uh, on this. Um, so even as you know, um, somebody who's thirty some odd years older than you are, 
you know, I'm still engaged in it, not deeply, not heavily, but I still feel uh, the pulls there. And so, like, one, one of the rules in our house has always been, and again, my kids are 25, 26 years old now, um, but it's always been that phones don't come to the dinner table. Phones don't come to the table. That's good period. Um, you know, I, I, the thought of sitting around the dinner table looking, you know, at the top of everybody's head, you know, just is not something we want to do, um, in our house. Cause that's a time to, to catch up. Um, it's time to look each other in the eye. It's time to have real conversations. So we've been, um, serious about that over the years. I like, I like what you said at the beginning is just, you know, you have to be intentional. You almost have to have a plan set out because if, if you don't, you'll just get in this, you know, black hole of you'll be overwhelmed by it and you'll just find yourself there when you don't even remember grabbing your phone and hitting the app. And for me, and an hour, two hours has passed yeah, by and it, you just blink and that's that's an hour or two. You never get back. Mm -hmm. And that's an hour or two of often for me. And I've been convicted of this. That's an hour of. of silence and solitude that I didn't give God an opportunity to speak to me. And I, and I think a big part of how social media robs us today, and again, you know, my hands up, I'm right in line with everybody else, is it robs us of those quiet moments, you know, when, when we are just sort of conditioned to reach for our phone when we have the, the slightest little bored moment or space in time and we automatically reach for our phone. And those are times, I think, in the past when, you know, God would take an opportunity to speak to our hearts and we kind of just block that out now. Yeah, I my mindset behind it and, to, you know, set up like a plan so I have something is I try to use it as a tool. Mm -hmm. So for work, I use it to be, get creative. And I, yeah. I know you know that yeah. I network a lot. So I right. try to figure out, you know, what are people doing that's working that I could do? Um, yeah. And so part of that is like I'm following a lot of people and be intentional also about following people who are uplifting. Yeah. And I go through probably about once a year, maybe even more, and weed through my friends. Like, yeah. they're, you know, you can delete friends on Facebook. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some people don't know that. Yeah. I think. It's harder to do that in real life. It is. Yeah. But. So, yeah, you go So maybe through. that's a plus. I don't know. Maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. a pro. Um, and then also I, I use it to stay in touch. You know, my mm -hmm. family is uh, like 14 hours away. And so absolutely, uh, I stay in touch, and I think that is perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah. Hey, speaking of that, my, my older brother, my oldest brother, uh, just moved to Minnesota uh, not too long ago. And uh, yesterday he just sent Kim and I this picture out of his front door with like six inches of snow on the ground and it's a video and it's snowing, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, that's just good stuff. It I mean, that's stuff. a wonderful thing uh, to use these platforms for. It's good stuff to see from far away is what you're saying. It, it, well, actually I love the snow, Dude. man. Absolutely. <laughs> that's why yeah. I moved out yeah. here. Yeah. I have had enough. I love it. Okay. So it's good to set up boundaries. Yeah. But why is avoiding social media completely missing an opportunity? You know, I mean, that's where the people are. You know, four billion of them are there. And yeah. so if we avoid those platforms entirely, 
as, as Christians, we're missing uh, a huge opportunity. Paul said, I've become all things to all people that I might win a few. Um, and so we use those platforms, you know, as a church. You know, I use a Facebook, Instagram, those kinds of things more as a for the church than I do personally, honestly. And so we use those uh, to reach more folks for Christ. We use them to get the word out to our own people uh, in the church, to keep them uh, informed. And so if we're, if we're not there, we are missing an opportunity. But Paul also said, be careful, be careful. It's the upside, it's the downside, it's the tool, and it's the trap. Uh, he said, be careful, don't be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world. So we, we've got to have those boundaries, as you said earlier, um, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, so social media is an excellent tool to get, to get the gospel out there. Uh, but anytime we venture into the world, man, we've got to make sure it's not having more of an influence on us than we're having mm-hmm. on it. I heard it said uh, that not using social media is like walking into a room with a thousand people and saying, I have nothing to say to any of you. I think that's so, so cool. Uh, just you know, kind of the importance of uh, yeah, using I don't, I don't. I don't really get that. I what mean, do you mean? I, I don't agree with that. I mean, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's just weird. Why? Okay. I, I, I know tons of people though that, that aren't on social media. And for whatever reason that I know people my age just never kind of jumped on that thing. And it's kind of what you're saying is almost an indictment that they're not on there. And, and I, I, I'm, well, not, I'm, I'm more, not, I'm more talking, you know, as the church. Oh, okay. I'm with you. I'm yeah. With you. As I'm the church, you. we had, yeah. I, I think not going on social media and here, here's a thought. I was no, having. no, no. I'm with you on that. I agree. Here's a thought I was having. I was thinking of churches last night and you look at all these uh, big churches, small churches, and they put so much effort in their stage design, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lights, uh, nice cameras, uh, right. all this stuff. And right. I love that stuff. So sure. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad, but then social media is the back burner on like the, right. the back of their brain. And, you know, so you're just basically setting everything up for the handful of people relatively that are going to be coming through your doors and neglecting again, this mission where field, people are, where they are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with that. I just had to push back on you a little bit. Those little pithy little sayings. Just a grumpy you know. old man. I am a grumpy old man. Get off my lawn. I mean, we're getting to the day where you can't expect to reach many people to evangelize at the highest capacity without being on social media. And I'm talking about just like using it as a tool to evangelize. Oh, without a doubt. Um, and you see, you know, the 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 most effective evangelical uh, ministries in the country. I think of like Harvest and Greg Laurie, and uh, and and I'm friends with him. You know, on every platform, man. I mean to tell you, they are all over it, and it is a priority for them. And people are coming to Christ in groves just through their efforts there. And so, I mean, the amount of money they pour into it is also, you know, uh, an indication of how important it is to their ministry. So what are some red flags that show you when you're not using social media with the right intentions? 
You know, I would say, um, again, just sort of the mindless uh, approach to it. When we are uh, mindlessly reaching for our phones in when there's just Huge red flag. the slightest little margin. And man, I'm guilty of it. Standing I mean, in line waiting for something? Just look around. Go anywhere. Go to a restaurant. Go to a store. And anytime anybody has a down moment, anytime they have to wait for anything, man, the phone comes out. And again, I'm guilty of it. And I'm becoming more and more aware of it. And, and I, you know, I don't like being controlled, if you will. I don't. I, few people do. But when we begin to look at it that way, I mean, that it's those are literally addictions. And our bodies and our minds are, are conditioned to reach for that phone. So that's a flag. You know, it's a flag for me. I think it's a flag for anybody. Man, guard those still moments um, and give God an opportunity to speak in the midst of it. I think another flag is, you know, back to that whole comparison trap. We're looking at everybody else's highlight reels. They're looking at our highlight reels. Mm-hmm. If you walk away from your social media endeavor, you're you know looking at Facebook, Instagram, Snap, whatever it is, and you find that consistently you're feeling worse about yourself, than little FOMO, when, little FOMO, yeah, fear of missing out. You know, look what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm well. Hey, at that moment, they're probably doing the exact same thing you're doing. Yeah, you know, and and so it's just a mirage. It's not real. And uh, people are putting their best foot forward. They're, you know, um, creating their best foot many times to put out there. And so if you're walking away from that, feeling worse about yourself, feeling deficient, feeling like you don't measure up, like everybody else is having a great life and you're not, and that's a flag because it's simply not true. Yeah, someone told me uh, social media and what you're kind of talking, they make it to be like this. It's like a slot machine. You know, maybe one more time, maybe one more time, maybe, maybe uh, if I grab my phone up and scroll one more time, I'll find yeah. something that makes me happy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's and interesting. Dangerous. It's interesting you say that because, and I'm going to share, uh, hopefully at the end about, about a documentary I, I watched not too long ago on this, uh, the same people, the behavior psychologist that develop, uh, the, the slot machines in Las Vegas and the patterns of those slot machines are also employed by the social media um, firms to create the same reaction out of people and to in to put these hooks in social media that keep you coming back. Wow. And what they're playing on is man's innate need for affirmation. How many people like that? You know, that means they like me. Mm-hmm. You know, how many people commented on that? How many people said that was great? I look good. That's there's an innate need for that, and they play on that, and it keeps us coming back. And so, being aware of that and what is behind social media uh, that's driving it intentionally is so important, I think. And so, again, those are red flags to answer your question. So, next question. Mm-hmm. This is a little fun one. Is a social media friend, a Facebook friend, the same as a real life or in-person friend? Oh, completely. Of course they are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, everybody's yeah, yeah, right. Of course not, man. I mean, face-to-face friendship uh, is one of the most cherished relationships 
in the world. You know, I mean, the scripture talks about Jesus um, sticking to us like a friend, closer than a brother. Um, Face-to-face real friendships require something of us. Uh, They require commitment. They require consistency. They require us literally to show up in each other's lives, you know, mm-hmm. not just with likes and thumbs up and a, and a distant comment. Um, they require forgiveness. Um, so completely different dynamics here. So you have uh, to have people in your life that are there to tell you when you're off the right or when you're, you know, on a bad path, you have so, to have yeah. real people because there are so many people. If you listen on social media that are just there to hate, they're haters. Oh, it's unbelievable. And, so, and that's the poison also that is there that, that is that is hard to avoid, but we've got to do that and not get in the midst of it. So if you hold those friendships to mean a lot to you, it's not going to turn out well. You're going to feel just empty. Right. And you have to have real people that will come in. You know, I hear stories of people meeting their spouse on, yeah. on social media couple times talk chat and then say whether it's a uh, girlfriend boyfriend or just a friendship hey we should meet in person yeah we should you know we should get together or just catching up with someone say hey I'm thinking about you and then get together with them you know go out for coffee but then if you watch like Dateline or 48 Hours that's not always the best idea you know what I mean oh yeah yeah (laughs) those can turn bad to her those can turn bad to you yeah (laughs) so after a certain threshold you really aren't gaining anything when it comes to social media. So, like, it's good for a little bit, they said, you know, a little entertainment, but then it gets to the point where, like, it's just doing damaging. So it's kind of like going, like running three miles um, six days a week, that's pretty healthy. Yeah. You need a day to for your body to rest. Running a marathon seven days a week, yeah, not healthy. It's yeah. going to destroy your body. So, so there's diminishing return uh, on this thing the longer that you're constantly on it. Yeah, so yeah. I, so I want to get practical here. Mm-hmm. What are some practices you can put in place that help you not let social media become an idol? Real practical. Wow, uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, uh, in our house over the years, you know, our, our kids had phones and Um, You know, we can look back on that and, you know, we tried to manage it as best we could. But one of the things uh, my wife, Kim, would always say, if if heads are down in the room, whether we're, you know, in in, in the car or uh, in, in watching TV in the den or whatever, she would say, love the ones you're with. You know, love the ones you're with. And and so uh, just remembering that practically um, when you're physically with other people. Man, put that phone down. Uh, you know, and, and again, it's so difficult, um, even in our own family. I mean, we see that, you know, even when it's just Kim and I here at the house watching TV at night, you know, there's that tendency to pull that screen in front of you. And I just think sometimes I'm like, man, if I was just a fly in, on the wall in this situation, um, what would I be thinking? It's like, what is going on here? You got two physical human beings or three or four or five or six. I walked into rooms before and seen a dozen people in one room all looking at their screen, nobody talking to one another. So from a practical standpoint, man, if you're around other people 
be intentional about interacting and communicating with them. Have you seen those photos where the artist uh, photoshopped the phones out of people's hands yes, in the room? Yes, powerful. And they're just they're just sitting there, not looking at each other. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of sad. Um, so it, you know, from a practical standpoint, uh, you know, I think that's uh, something to keep in mind. Um, I uh, I also, from a practical standpoint, you know, when I start feeling like, man, I'm just doing this too much, um, and it's probably just a Band-Aid, but I delete the apps for a season, Yes, you know, off my you phone. Fast multiple times a year. Yeah. Uh, set up like January 1st and like August yeah. as times every year you're going to fast from social media. Yeah. Needs to be a, a practice that you have in place. Absolutely. Um, I, I set time limits on my apps and sometimes we'll give a, a friend or uh, uh, someone else the password. You can do that. And so you can't get on there. See, that's a generational thing. I have no idea what you're talking about or how to do that. You can set it up where you can like be on there for an hour. Okay. A day and then it will... Shut, shut off until the next day, unless you put in the password. But if you have the password, you're just going to put in the password. Really? So, okay. That's yeah, you can do that. Um, you can put it your phone on the other side of the room at night. <laughs> I don't know the last time I haven't woken up and grabbed for my phone first. I'll be honest. You know, I was thinking about that yesterday. You know, one of the big problems, our phone, like my phone is, man, it's an, it's an office in my hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can do everything virtually yep. from my phone. And it's also my alarm clock, which is not really a great idea. Um, and so I've got this little stand by my bed. That's where my phone goes. Alarm set, you know, same time. And so it's right there, not just as an alarm clock, but as everything else that you wake up and you reach for. And so I need to change that. Yep. And you, the problem we're talking about where you just find yourself mindlessly. Yeah. If I do that, I switch rather than deleting the app sometimes. Mm-hmm. I switch it around. I move, I like switch all my uh, apps on, your around on my screen. Yep. So it's not just an easy go-to yeah. deal? Yeah. Yep. If it's in the same That's place, I'll idea. just end up. Um, Man, what does it come to? Look at us. I know. I mean, we're just, I mean, just controlled, manipulated by this stuff. Yep. So last question. Does a person using sh- social media in a Christ-like way, are they only able to post Bible verse quotes? Yes. Yes. Um, and I would suggest John 3.16 at 3.16 p.m. every day. I think that's the most effective yeah. way for a Christian to use social media. To reach and evangelize. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. No, absolutely not. Um, man, use it Use it as a mission field. Um, use it as an opportunity to, to encourage and edify others. You were talking about all the poison that's on social media. You know, it's it's a drop in a bucket. I mean, if you're trying to, you know, uh, come into that environment and make a difference. But when you do post, when you do uh, communicate with other folks, man, make it edifying and encouraging. Um, Be real there, but be careful that you don't undermine your witness Mm. with your shares and with your comments. That's good. I see that all the time especially, and some of you know I'm talking to you, especially in an election year. Someone get him a pulpit. He's preaching now. That, yeah, I'm telling you, though. I love and, that. And, That's and good. It's folks in my generation, uh, my age and older, figure out fact-checking. Okay? Now, everybody needs to do that, but I see it a lot um, in folks my generation. Figure out fact-checking um, because a lot of things that – come into your feed on, on any sort of social media simply are not true. 
And uh, if we share those things, man, lying on social media is the same as lying anywhere else. And that goes back to that fundamental principles that Jesus yeah. shared. And you you can use it uh, as good to uplift other people without, you know, posting Bible verses. Like yes. me going uh, and posting a picture of like exercise that could, you know, inspire like, oh, I haven't done that in a while. I should probably do that. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's cool. That he's he's making that a priority in his life. Yeah. Or you posting a picture of uh, going on a date with Kim. That exactly. Could, that could be like, oh, man, I have not taken my wife out on a date for a long time. Yeah. And, I, you know, I was just thinking about those same things. You know, how do I use social media? And again, I don't post very much on it. You know, in my position, different pastors have different perspectives. But uh, I think it's kind of dangerous to get in that fray um, in my position. So uh, I, I don't post a whole lot there. But I, I do post special events things, um, opportunities to celebrate my kids, opportunities to celebrate Kim when uh, they have accomplishments, that kind of thing. Man, that's just, that builds them up. It edifies them, and it gives other people an opportunity to do the same. So, yeah, um, yeah I, you know, that, that whole John 316 thing, um, you know, I do that, but it, you, nobody else has to. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a wrap. I love this discussion. We may have to pick this up later down the road because there's so much here yeah there's so much here we could i could talk about this forever but a quick recap what we're kind of talking about is at the end of the day you need to ask yourself why am i doing this yeah and just because your post isn't bad ask yourself am i using this to impact the kingdom if you're using social media right now maybe brainstorm this week you know how can i use this how can i be more intentional about setting up boundaries and out about how to use these platforms to impact the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and it, one, one other thing, if, yeah, I can, if I can share this, you know, it, as I was kind of getting to the bottom line on this thing um, in how we use social media, I thought, go back and look at your feeds. You know what I mean? And, and at the end of the day, does it say, look at me to other people? Or does it, even in a subtle way, say, look at him? Oh, and, and begin, you know, get away from this sort of narcissistic um, approach to social media, which is what it's all about. And again, they play on that to draw us in. I'm so, glad you got that in there. That was good. Love that. Well, Phil, do you have a recommendation of the month for our listeners? Absolutely. Uh, a couple things. I mentioned it early on, uh, and I bet some of you have already seen this. Um, the Social Dilemma on Netflix. Uh, it's it's a documentary on Netflix that is eye-opening and mind-blowing when it comes to the metrics and what's going on behind the I'll curtain check it out. Uh, on these platforms. And uh, it's interesting, those folks, uh, who those developers, the founders of all these social media companies will not let their children near social media because they know what's in it and they know what the, the approach and the goal is of it. So keep that in mind. Also, a book uh, by a guy named Cal Newport. It's called Digital Minimalism, Choosing a Focused Life in a Noisy World. We'll give you some of those practical tools that uh, you were talking about earlier. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, my recommendation of the month is a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I used it kind of to set up a uh, sermon series yeah. I did by John Mark Comer. And it just goes to back to, uh, you know, 
spiritual practices uh, that yeah. Jesus taught on and silence and solitude, Sabbath. And, you know, you start reading this book and it's like how much social media just destroys those Robs practices. Of that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I re- highly recommend that Good stuff. Well, like again, like I said, again, uh, great discussion. I love, uh, thank you for all your wisdom and input and thank you listeners for tuning in to the before and after podcast. We had someone tune in, uh, last episode from Singapore. Nice. How cool is that? Nice. So huge shout out to you. Whoever yeah, you baby. Are. Come back. See us Come again. Back. Well, I hope, uh, this has been as good time for you as it has been for us and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Cue the outro. Thank you for listening to the Before and After Podcast. Remember that you can find a new episode wherever you choose to listen to podcasts on the first of every month. And if you like the episode, please share with a family member or a friend. And by following and subscribing to the podcast, we can reach more people. That's all for this episode. We'll see you next time.